0: This is Journey Free Podcast, a sacred space with Unique Tarche, a multi-dimensional one who loves to meet life experiences and conversation. She inspires others to embrace their differences and encourages them to love themselves for the uniqueness that they are. Listen for candid conversations on lifestyle, spirituality, wellness, sexuality, and inspiration. All are welcome to converse, engage, and share. So come catch this vibe because it's a blessing hey journeys we are back and we are at it again for another episode this one i was Thinking about all weekend. I'm really, really excited to have this guest on with us today. She is someone who I look up to as an inspiration just for her authenticity, the transparency, her rawness, how candid she is. And I even love the quirks. Okay. I even love the quirks. We have Chimdi here with us today. And I just want to welcome you to the podcast. And if y'all don't know Chimdi, she is a media icon. Hi, Chimdi. Hey, girl.
1: I love an intro. I love an intro. One thing I say is I call myself a media mogul. You know, I'm a big believer in our words meaning things. And so I just say it now. And I know that with enough time, moment after moment, it will become manifest. So yes, media icon, media mogul, truly, all of that makes sense. All of that resonates with me. I, as I, literally... I might have
0: to get you a picture of Oprah so that you can hang... <laughs>
1: on your wall. She's the one. She really is the original. That's that's where we're all trying to be, is just the next version of Oprah. Uh, thank you so much for, for giving me this opportunity to, just to talk with you and to share with your audience. It's such a blessing.
0: Yeah, I actually found Chimdi on YouTube, believe it or not. Y'all know I'm also on the YouTube space. I wouldn't consider myself an OG or anything. Definitely still an amateur, but I've been on there for a while and let me tell you, I've sifted through so many creators, so many influencers, quote unquote. And this one right here is truly a gem. She is literally with the space needed. And she made this video about how she quit her job. And I was just in a space where I wasn't liking my job. I wasn't happy. I just didn't feel any sense of fulfillment. And it was just being able to be in that space where it's like someone else who looks like me that's in that space. Space, but it's actually doing the thing amongst like all of whatever the challenges that could come up with being that bold and courageous. Chimdi, can you tell us, like, what was it that led you to that point of actually doing the thing and then posting a video about it?
1: Well, I think the main thing truly is that life happens moment after moment after moment. You know, we know that that's true, even though we forget because we think, you know, oh, if I'm thinking about the present or thinking about the past, thinking about the future, that has some kind of element of control. No, we're just here, this moment, moment after moment. And I think what really allowed me to take what a step that I know many people consider to be very bold is that I had many moments in the past that were these small incremental steps of putting my toe in the water and being like, am I gonna be okay? And then it's like, okay, it's okay. Okay, About now the water is up to my ankles. Am I still okay? Yeah, I'm still all right. Then it's at my knees, then it's at my waist kind of constantly bit by bit, not in ways that I thought were dramatic. Giving myself the chance to see, you know, if I could fly, if I could, my little baby bird wings, I'm using so many metaphors, my little baby bird wings just like flapping and then realizing like, actually I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And that was simultaneously happening as my faith was growing. So I was like, as I'm like giving up control, I'm really just tapping into the ultimate control, which is God and realizing, oh, I'm not only am I okay, I'm doing better, I'm doing better and better and better. So things like traveling internationally after, I have never, like never, never had leaving leave in the country. But even before then, like getting my own apartment, you know, as someone who has always wanted to just have their own space and create, but felt scared about like, how will I make my rent every month? Just like basic stuff like that. To things like shaving my head bald, where I was just like, I think I'll look pretty sexy with a bald head, (laughs) but who knows? And just like all these small things, where I just tested the waters of freedom and realized like, oh, I like how this feels. That's what got me to the point of being able to actually quit. And then because I had been creating on YouTube for like four and a half years at that point, of course I was going to make a YouTube video about it. <laughs> like that's one of my main ways of creating content. Is I literally just like look around at what's happening in my life in that very moment, and I'm like, this can be a video somehow. Because I know for me, YouTube has been incredibly helpful in my journey and in my growth. Whenever I have any question, chances are I'm going to YouTube to ask about it. Back when, like in the early years, it was more about natural hair, all the way to now where I'm like way deeper into my spiritual journey than I've ever been in the past. I am constantly going to YouTube and getting amazing recommendations and just learning so much. So the fact that so I know that just sharing your journey itself is something that like helps so many people. So even though I didn't know that the video would blow up the way it did, which is amazing, I knew that at least some people could benefit from my story because, you know, if you create the stuff that you would like to see, you're going to be helping far more people than you even realize. So yeah, just that process of taking small steps, growing in my faith, and then just knowing that it would be helping someone is what allowed me to get to that point. That's so
0: beautiful. And I think that it came at such a divine timing, you know, with our most recent world event. We don't say that over here.
1: Love it. And you know what that I because I listened to this podcast recently with this podcaster who's been you know giving talks for since like 1975. I listened to one of his older talks and he was like, you know what, the war going on, and I was like, what are you talking? Which war? Like, which one? ground me a little bit. So you saying that, I'm like, folks are gonna be like, she talking about which world event? There's so many, but yes, yes, correct. But the most recent one that we know about, future listeners, I hope you read the papers when this was going down.
0: They will be fine. I'm sure it will go down in history, and the fact that we will still. Feel- be there when they're reading about it Mm is amazing I was literally Mm -hmm. talking about how every single last one of us that are still here was literally equipped for this time and Mm -hmm. if we didn't have all the stuff that we needed to be able to get to this point like we would have checked out you get what (laughs) I'm saying so I'm happy you're here Chimdi I I really am it just means that you got that star stuff within you to like be able to endure but I think at that time it really caused a shift in consciousness that made them realize that the old way of the Mm -hmm. systems that we have been just doing over and over because it's the way we've always done it Mm -hmm. there's actually another way I can spend more time with my family I can travel more I can do the things that I love and enjoy and everything will be okay and Mm -hmm. so when you use the water analogy about like putting your foot in and seeing that it was like on your toes and then your ankles and then your keep going it just Mm -hmm. gave me the thing where it's like a lot of this stuff is an illusion because Mm. you know how we'll go into a big body of water and we're like flapping and we're like oh my god I'm drowning I'm drowning and then someone just says like stand up you stand up and you realize that oh actually
1: <laughs> I'm taller this- in this water <laughs> I've had this exact experience and it's insane. I've had this literal exact experience and it's that weird mix of like, not quite feeling like a fool because that's a judgmental phrase, but just kind of feeling like, what are you doing, girl? Like Like you realize truly how much of this is in your head, which is just wild.
0: Yeah, and I was like, a lot of it is mindset, relearning, unlearning, reprogramming ourselves from the previous narratives and just stepping into something new. And so I use the word, Bold and courageous, and you were like, Mm -hmm. it was these many moments that actually led up to that point. But a lot of people, we have those many moments and we never just reach that peak of Mm -hmm. the mountain where it's like, okay, let me just go ahead and leap afraid. I don't know if you listen Mm -hmm. to Lisa Nichols, but she talks Mm -hmm. about leaping afraid, even Mm -hmm. when you have all of the butterflies in your belly and you just don't Mm -hmm. feel as if you can go anymore just leap anyway and she was Mm. like you might land on your feet when you come down and I'm just Mm. like that's so powerful and that was literally we love analogies over here Chimby. so thank you that is literally what I felt and I saw in that video so Mm. I just want to say from me thank you for sharing that part of your story just being open to sharing that part of your life with us because it did make a difference in the lives of a lot of us who watched the video and believe it or not a lot of us really needed to hear that so thank Mm -hmm. you
1: You are welcome. And I think it's important to note that, you know, just because you haven't left afraid yet doesn't mean you aren't going to, right? Because I was in that role for literally three and a half years and I knew within six months it wasn't right for me. So it took me three years (laughs) to leap afraid. So even though you're not there, the whole point, right, we're journeying free. It's a whole journey. So just because you're at a lower part of the mountain or earlier part of the mountain doesn't mean you're not going to reach the peak as long as you just keep going. It really is step-by-step. And as you talk about, like every moment prepares us for every moment. So what you're learning in this time is going to help you in the next time. And I had no idea when I was making those smaller steps that themselves felt very scary that it was preparing me for something even bigger. And I know even just now talking to you, this moment is preparing me for future moments so I'll just give you know give everyone remind everyone to give themselves grace if they feel like oh I'm just staying in the fear I'm not actually doing the leaping like just because you haven't done it yet doesn't mean that you won't
0: my spiritual mentor she says baby steps are still steps Mm. if you don't take those baby steps like through the forest and on the trail and Mm -hmm. coming into these different encounters and these experiences those are building like your endurance Mm -hmm. your strength your resilience so those moments are very important would you say, Chemdi, was one of those moments on your journey that really built your endurance and your strength? I'm trying to
1: think of the earliest, one of the earliest moments of like, oof, you know? And I think for me, honestly, you know, it's that thing of when you leave, you know, a a fish in water, not understanding what it is, right? Because they haven't seen anything else. So I don't think I realized how much of a lack mindset I had until I slowly started kind of testing that mindset. Um, And I remember when I went to college was the first time that I was kind of like, you know, living on my own in that sense. I actually had a full scholarship to college, which was amazing. So I was, you know, truly living (laughs) rent-free in college and on campus. And when I decided to my graduate degree, that free ride was literally over. And so I was going to go back to living at home with my parents uh, in Baltimore City and then commuting like a good couple of hours to get to University of Maryland College Park. I recognized that that was not the most convenient way of doing it, right? Like it'd be a lot easier if I just like got an apartment, got a house share or something versus commuting literally multiple trains and buses (laughs) just to get from College Park to Baltimore and not pay rent. And I had a good semester where I still did it and it was very uncomfortable and very painful. And I had to allow myself <laughs> to recognize the truth, which is Chimdi. Literally, I was like working part-time jobs. I had money, but it was like, you can afford to rent a room somewhere. And that felt so scary to me because one of my mindsets at the time was, yeah, not having enough money as a, as a concept it was like, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you've literally signed a contract that says you must pay this certain amount every month, no matter that it's literally only $480, but literally you must pay this amount every single month. Because I was just like, well, if something happens and i don't have any money and then i'll be on the street homeless that's kind of like my big fear point is like losing my job not having money being on the street not being able to like take care of myself like that kind of like helpless you know feeling right i feel like i'm a big believer that like god already knows the best amazing life you can be living and it's already planned it out for you you just have to let yourself live into it but every time you resist you just struggle and you just suffer for no reason and god is just like whenever you're ready baby i got you but if you still think you need to do this nonsense do you. And so yeah, for a whole semester, I'm out here struggling. Twice a week, I had a class that ended at like 9.30. And the last train from Union Station to Baltimore was at 10.30. I had multiple, multiple times where I like had to take a shuttle to the metro transfer at Fort Totten, get to Union Station, and then get on this train. Um, And if I missed it, the next train wasn't until 3.30 in the morning. When I tell you I missed that train multiple times, I have spent easily 20 hours wandering just the empty Union Station because I missed that train. And I finally, I was like, okay girl, enough is literally enough. And I finally got my own, literally just a house share with like four other roommates paying 480. But that experience of like you're gonna be okay, girl. You can you can scrounge up four hundred and eighty dollars. It's not that big of a deal. To me, I look back and I I know how a big what a big deal that was for me. But in reality, it's it's a small thing. to like I'm not even getting my own apartment. I'm having four roommates, and still I was just like, mm. but that I look back and realize is like my first step, like as an adult in quotes around I'm like, okay, this is your life to live. How you want to live it. If you want to suffer and struggle and scrounge and pinch pennies. You can do that. If you want to live a life that is beautiful and free and wonderful and easy, you can do that too. So literally it's just up to you to decide what you want to do.
0: When you were coming into a space where you opened yourself up to like live with others, you opened yourself up to abundance and being able to be like, well, this money is going into something that is going to help my energy, my peace of mind. It's going to save me time. How did that like help you in the future when it came to you traveling and being able to adapt to new places?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I think the best part, and I am just so, so grateful for the experiences I've had in my life. Um, I had someone reach out to me via Instagram, I'm currently on a break from that social media platform. And the person reached out and asked me their advice on whether or not he should go to college, which I thought was very interesting because I'm like, I'm a stranger. (laughs) But what I shared was, it's not so much about what you learn in school, that stuff is great. It's really about the experience of meeting all these different people who are about your age, who have lived vastly different lives than you and seeing and getting to experience what it looks like to just spend time and learn from these people. And then of course, learn about yourself because in seeing contrast, you understand yourself better. So that's why I encouraged him to go was you just want to learn so much about who you are and about what it looks like to live with and become friends with and to connect to and talk to and debate people who just have wildly different ways of being in the world. And I think that is what living separately or living you know in this house share with people who are all like many international I think everybody was basically an international student almost studying different things, but all in graduate school. So like, you know, just mature kind of adults. And so just that process of living in what is almost like a family situation but with strangers, I look, I can look back now to realize, oh, interesting. That was really setting me up because people have many very different ways of doing things. People feel strongly to different degrees about how they like to do certain things. And so then you as someone who is figuring out who you are and how you like to do things have to decide to what extent you are going to be setting boundaries, advocating for yourself, learning and realizing like, oh, I actually could do something better, seeing what it looks like to have conflict that's sometimes healthy and sometimes not healthy, realizing for yourself, when is it time for me to actually exit a certain kind? of situation and all that set me up for what ended up being a year of traveling abroad and living with you know in different kind of combinations with about 35 different folks a lot of the folks were American but many were um, international and just realizing like oh like even things like I think about the way I am as an American when you're in America we're all here (laughs) so you don't really think about that as one of your identities but then when you take that identity into other foreign countries and many other foreign countries with people who are from many different foreign countries you really start to understand what that american culture looks like and how it manifests and the ways in which sometimes it can be very beautiful inspirational and innovative and all these things and some of the ways it can be very repressive and very narrow very you know individualistic all these kind of things that actually reduce how beautiful life can be. So I think that process of one kind of stepping out and being like, this is worth it. This experience is worth it. The benefits that are going to come to my life, the perceived, because it's like, you don't even realize how many benefits are going to come. But the ones that I can currently guess, those are worth it. And this experience of learning about myself and others in foreign environments—this is something worth doing. That really did set me up for traveling abroad, um, and I really wouldn't have made that connection until I talked to you. So, so thank you for bringing it up.
0: Of course, yeah. So, the one year that you took to travel internationally—where were some of the places that you went? Where did you go?
1: Oh my goodness! And I remember when I signed up for the trip. I remember looking at the web page that listed all the countries and being like, in a year from now, I'm going to be able to say that I went to Tokyo. That I went to Kyoto, that I went to Santiago, Chile, that I went to Marrakesh, Morocco, and split Croatia, and Lisbon, Portugal, and Mexico City. And of course, uh, well, I didn't know this at the time, but the program I traveled with was called Remote Year. They take care of everything, including the transition trips between countries. And so if you want to, and they have like a flight deal, you can pay like, in my case, like 50 bucks and like go to like another country just for like a long weekend. So I was also going to places like Berlin and Cuba, and just and of course we as a group were taking side trips, so we ended up going to you know other places in Croatia like Dubrovnik where they shot Game of Thrones, and just like it's really strange to be able to say, yeah, I spent a month in Vietnam. Have you been to Vietnam? No. Oh, oh, it's, it's, you should check it out when you get a chance. It's it's quite nice over there, you know. Or just like, you been to Peru? No. Yo, you've been to Peru, Colombia though. Surely you've been to Medellin. And they're like, no, girl, it's not normal that you've seen like over 20 countries in a really short amount of time. So yeah, it was really insane. The number of places that we got to go and just that way of traveling where you kind of have like so much of travel is about just the connections you make with people and just what it means to like explore these new places. And so to have folks who are equally as excited about exploring and you have something in common with, because you've all made this kind of insane decision to travel in this way <laughs> was really, really beautiful. And I do have a referral code. If your listeners <laughs> want to sign up for remote year, just a heads up. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes. The sheer volume of places and how different they were from each other was incredibly rich. Like I'm really, really humbled that I got to have that experience.
0: Yeah, that's really amazing because we need more people that look like us, Chimdi, to show the rest of us, our community, Mm. that these things are accessible. Earlier on in the conversation, you talked about having this poverty mindset and you know, my own personal upbringing where I've come from, it was a space where nobody that I knew was traveling internationally. My sister and I were the first to Mm. travel internationally. I didn't get my first plane ride until I was 18. Mm -hmm. I didn't get my passport until I was like 20 years mm-hmm. old. It's interesting you were talking about the American experience and my partner is when she had her experience with getting a passport she got that as a child mm-hmm. and I'm like that's very interesting concept because it's like over here it's as if we alienate this country as if it's the only place mm-hmm. in the world and I mm-hmm. resonate with how that culture it infiltrates other places and in my travels sometimes I was like, I want to be with the community. I want to be with the locals. And it was so Americanized. And it was like, Mm. I couldn't even escape it. And I've paid all this money to go Mm. to these places to see something different and experience something different. Why is it so hard, you know? Mm. And Mm. so I found that very interesting. But my first travel experience internationally, I went to South Africa and Mm. I went there for four months. I took a gap semester from school. I didn't get credit or anything it was like a volunteer residential fellowship and mm. so I was in a rural area outside of Johannesburg, South Africa but I worked at a boarding school for girls where they went to school there and they also lived there so I was in the residence halls with them and in school I studied sociology so I did social mm. work and on my social work experience it really showed me how much privilege I had which mm. was, considered poor to me like my mom she worked at a daycare I think she maybe made like I don't know nine dollars or something crazy like that and I mm-hmm. like had everything that I needed we never mm-hmm. were hungry and it just blew my mind we were going mm-hmm. through the attic and I was seeing her old check stubs and I was like how did you take <laughs> care of this whole house us and other people like people mm-hmm. always live with us but when I mm-hmm. went to South Africa there was just such this great divide between what was uh, upper class versus lower class and the middle class seemed as if it was non-existent there mm. it was like you had money or you were poor mm. and so I would go to these areas that were luxury lux and just mm. bountiful with mansions and you would have mm-hmm. thought their floors were paved with gold really mm. And then we also went to areas when we were uh, recruiting girls to go to the school where it was like a shack outside at the back of the house, no indoor plumbing. There were five people who lived in this small room with a bed, a hot plate, and they got buckets from around the way for us to sit down. And it was like I was making these decisions as to these girls who would be able to come into the school, but there was a cap. So it was like we couldn't accept everybody. And it really, broke my heart to mm. see some of the ways that people lived. And so mm-hmm. I too was able to go to places like Durban and KwaZulu-Natal in uh, South Africa and just see a different way of life and how you can be in one city and it could look mm. this way and you can go into another one and you would think you are in a whole different world. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that being able to share these experiences with our community is really important because a lot of people in our community cannot say i've been to south africa or in your Mm -hmm. case vietnam colombia peru Mm -hmm. and when you're hearing these narratives and you're seeing people that look like you that's doing the thing i think it's really really important so thank you for sharing your journey with us Chimdi. i'm so happy that she came to the show At the end, we like to do a quick fire round. Mm. And so I ask you five quick fire questions, and whatever mm. comes to mind, you just quick fire it
1: for us. Let's do it. Awesome.
0: The first is the biggest lesson that you learned in your 20s. Ooh,
1: that's great. You can literally do whatever you want. <laughs> like, you actually can do whatever you want and if someone doesn't like it they can fight you and they won't so do whatever you want don't hurt nobody of course but like do whatever you want
0: don't argue with me argue with your mother
1: (laughs) (laughs) truly truly yes don't have the words
0: Mm -hmm. let us know what is your favorite travel destination of them all
1: definitely vietnam just because you could order a uber that was also that was really just someone on a scooter and they would come to your destination hand you a helmet you get on the back and you go scooting off into the city it was the coolest thing ever
0: oh my gosh I love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) how cool is that
1: the best
0: what is your big astrology three your sun your moon and your rising
1: sign my main one is that I'm a Scorpio And I think my other two are Libra, but it's been a while since I've had my chart read. It's something I want to make a YouTube video about at some point, but I think it's the main one, Scorpio, and the other two are both Libra, but I could be wrong.
0: Okay, cool. And what's the name of the last book that you read?
1: Well, right I'm um, right now I'm actively reading Untethered Soul. I just finished this book actually called The Art of Smart Thinking. And it's all about how you can train yourself to manually increase your alpha brainwaves, which are the brainwaves that are related to like creativity and love and compassion. And that forgiveness is actually one of the major ways of increasing your alpha brainwaves. So it's called The Art of Smart Thinking.
0: Let us know what is your biggest turn on.
1: Ooh! Talking in the bedroom,
0: what are we talking about in life? We get real sexy at the end of the show, you need. Honey, you can be spicy or you can keep it
1: very cordial It's whatever you like, Chimdy. I love this. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna be like bondage. No, uh, I think it is when people are genuinely committed. To their healing. There's something very beautiful about that because we are all connected. And so when one person heals, we all heal. So when you're saying I'm committed to my healing, you're saying you're committed to me and you're committed to us and you get it, you know. So that's that's very powerful to me.
0: Absolutely. And if you cannot be committed to yourself, honey, how are you gonna be committed to me?
1: Listen and m- make it make sense.
0: Please. <laughs> And the very last one is, where can they find you, Chimdi?
1: Well, definitely on my YouTube channel. Chimdi Hazye is my name. Check the spelling in the podcast description. That's my main platform. I create a couple times a week. In November, I'm actually going to be doing one video a day, which will be a real creative challenge for me. So that should be really fun. Um, but yeah, right now it's on YouTube. I'm just Chimdi Hazy on there.
0: Thank you so much, Chimdi, for coming to the show. We really, really was able to gain insight, and. Vibe value from your journey your experiences and just your openness to share we really do appreciate it we appreciate you for being here and we're so happy that you came to this show
1: thank you so much for having me this has been so fun it's been so great getting to know you yeah you too I love it here I love this for (laughs) us who does that sound like (laughs) I don't know but she sounds
0: great yes such a media mogul I can't take Mm. it Mm. (laughs) Thank you, Journeys, for coming to another episode. Definitely come to our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash journeyfreepodcast. There you can find all of our streaming platforms. Also, there's a support button where you can give as little as a dollar a month to help sustain future episodes. If you want more guests, better equipment, better sound, then definitely consider becoming a monthly supporter. And for everyone who has been giving on a monthly basis already, thank you. You have now been tuned in to journey. Free Podcast, where life experiences meet conversation. I am your host, Unique Tarche, and I have blessed you with another episode. <laughs>